Hello, everybody. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian. One name, one movie, two opinions. Um, episode 137, Roadhouse. Come on now. <laughs> Come on down to the double deuce and have yourself a fucking bucket of whiskey <laughs> as we settle you down by the fire and tell you about a, a amazing Academy Award winning, winning film called Roadhouse. <laughs> About the legend Dalton. Yeah, starring Sir Patrick Swayze. Mm. In his prime in 1989. Mm-hmm. And all his deliciousness. So, uh, May 19th, 1989, Roadhouse. Uh, it was directed by Rowdy Harrington. I didn't know him. or He did The Gladiator later with Cuba Gooding Jr., Remember that oh, one? It's got that. Oh, right, right. That white. It was like a white kid boxer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And he was like the, I don't know, like the cool kid at the school, Cuba Gooding or something. It was, it was strange. <laughs> I remember it though. Yeah, I uh, looked at this guy's. I didn't know who he was, and uh, the first three movies that popped up, I've seen one of them. Um, he did a movie called Striking Distance, which I watched when I was younger. It has Bruce Willis in it. It's kind of like a B-caught movie. And then he did Repo Man, which I've never seen, but I know there's like a cult classic or a cult following with that movie. with the uh, Emilio Estevez, right? I think it's Emilio. Hmm. But he did that one too. Repo Man, huh? Repo Man. All right. Uh, did it the budget of $15 million, box office of $61.6 million. So we had both never seen this. This is our first uh, yeah. time. So... It's be interesting. So is James Dalton. He's usually just called Dalton. Dalton, yeah. But James Dalton is a cooler, as they call it in the industry. A bouncer. A cooler. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> He's a bouncer. And in this strange-ass world, bouncers are known by people. <laughs> it's like, you're the best one in the business. Mm-hmm. If you, listen, outside of the bar... That bar, ain't no one going to fucking know who you are, man. Yeah. <laughs> Across the country, I heard he was the best bouncer in the business. He's like, they're, <laughs> they're like celebrities and shit. Like, people meet him and like, Dalton? Oh, my God, it's him. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, or even like, when the, the guy, like, tries to hire him, he's like, you're the best. And he's like, no, Wade Garrett's yeah. the best. And he's like, he's getting old. And I'm like, well, <laughs> not only do we know the, one of them. Still the best. <laughs> people know two of them? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like funny that they're like celebrity status and just known. Mm-hmm. He can't even introduce himself to people. With, oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's more famous than he would be as Patrick Swayze. <laughs> uh, so he's recruited by this guy F- Frank Tillman Tillman to help with the double deuce in uh, Jasper, Missouri. Is the town? Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, so he comes to find him at, at his bar in New York. I think it's New York is what they established. And uh, anyways, he's kind of hanging out at the bar. I mean, I think they have a little scuffle that he sees and lets him know he's the one. And I love it. There's so many like high kicks and uh, skin tight wranglers in this. What's a shit? I uh, I love his introduction. Well, two things I want to point out. The first is the band that opens at that 
uh, New York bar in the opening is the same band who's in From Dust Till Dawn that plays the Titty Twister. They turn into vampires. So that was kind of a cool little Easter egg. But um, I love the the his introduction because like the camera kind of like swoops and he's just going it's like not into <laughs> the music. I don't know. It's just kind of a funny little introduction. But yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of high kicks, a lot of fucking. Uh, I think he was a. Uh, I think he's a kickboxer champion or some shit. Patrick, like in real life, if I remember right. I don't know about. I don't know about that. I don't I think so. Look into that. I, I thought I could have sworn I was looking through IMDb. It was like Patrick Swayze is a uh, something in kickboxer champion. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was him. I think it's the guy that played uh, Jimmy Reno. Mm. The the leader of the the bad guy crew because I know he was a, like a ch- kickbox champion in the military. Um, what is that band that's in the double deuce throughout the whole damn movie? And they say band something something. I don't remember that. I remember his name is Cody, but I don't remember the bad yeah, band name. Feature, yeah, here we go. Music featuring the music of. Jeff Healy, whose band was featured in the film as the house band for the Double Deuce uh, Cruzados, were the band in the opening credits. <clears throat> yeah, that was weird. I was like, is this like a real band? Um, the Jeff Healy band. I was like, because they keep going on and on, and this guy doesn't seem like he's an actor. And he's, yeah. Man, that's Dalton, man. <laughs> he's always all blind and shit. I think he comes out and helps with one of the fights, though. Later in the movie, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> did I get him, man? <laughs> I can hear real good, and he talks kind of funny too. Well, you know, I always had a feeling about it, Dalton. <laughs> it's good to see you again, brother. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> he's a he's a funny character. Anyways, uh. Frank's recruiting him. <clears throat> How much it take you to get out of here and come to my bar? It take what do you say, five thousand dollars? Yeah, it was like five thousand uh, dollars up front, and then five hundred dollars a week or a night. Five hundred dollars a night, and then he's like, uh, "And I get to run it however I want. I run it. I run the show." He's like, "Done." And then the other bar owner comes in. Hey. I gotta go. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it seems to be his thing. He he fixes establishments to make them yeah. legit, and then he bounces to the next kind of thing. It's a fixer. Yeah. And he goes, and he's like, here, I got your plane ticket. I don't fly. Too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, according well, to Superman, it's the yeah. safest way to <laughs> travel. Yeah, statistically safer than a car. <laughs> and he never, I was, this is another weird thing. He has... So he's like, I'll be there soon. And he goes and rips the the car cover off his Mercedes, which I think we're supposed to be impressed with. Mm-hmm. Maybe in, in 1989, that's a pretty dope Mercedes, but <laughs> the motherfucker didn't age well. This old square thing, and he pulls the thing off, and he never he always he always has it, but he never drives it. Yeah, he keeps yeah. it like he buys a shit car, <laughs> and he's like, I just have this because it's, it's my one like, it's my one thing. <laughs> yeah, weird. he like goes through car because he even drives up to apartment in a different car, and he throws his keys to some guys sitting on the sidewalk, and he's like, it's yours now. He gets in another car, and then when he gets to Jasper, he buys a third car. So I'm like, he's just going through cars. Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll see why, but uh, he goes to Jasper. Uh, goes to the bar, and the bar is a fucking 
shit house on that first night, man. To go in there and his fucking. Uh, first of all, this movie I want to say I think was written by I don't know who, but uh, I mean I could look up real quick. Yeah, I have it up right here. It's uh, um, R. Lance Hill and Hillary Hankin. Oh my God! I did not expect a woman to be in the writing because <laughs> this movie is like I, it ended up being like Showgirls or something. It's just a a tit fest. And I was like, what the hell? I thought this was like an action badassery movie. But this is like like that. But then like, you know what guys also like? Fucking tits, man. <laughs> Every woman in here is going to have her tits out. <laughs> Every yeah. one. Or I don't want them on screen. <laughs> and I was just like, Jesus, dude. This is a, a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Especially near the end where we'll, we'll get to that part anyways. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's naked women, it's guys grabbing women, and then it's Patrick Swayze's ass and, and <laughs> naked body. That's all you get in this movie. Yeah. I, like that one scene is like, $20 to kiss oh, yeah. her tits, man. <laughs> really, mister? <laughs> yeah, buddy, come on over. Ten bucks a teat. But you have to buy two. Two for 20. <laughs> and he comes over there and he just starts groping her through her shirt. And they're just holding on this shot. Yeah. <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I'm getting harder than a diamond in an ice storm. I'm <laughs> watching this. <laughs> and, then, and he's like, well, get, gee, mister, you going to kiss her or not? I don't have $20. <laughs> and it starts a big old fight. Oh, my God. It was so oh, weird, dude. I have to watch this with Jesse sitting on the couch too. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't, this, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. 1989, baby. <clears throat> um, yeah. So the first night at that bar is just a shit show. Like I said, titties out. Someone being like raped in the corner. Someone dying on the bar. Yeah. Uh, Someone puking, four fights going at once. Pig there's, there's a fucking cage in front of the band yeah. so they don't get hurt. <clears throat> He's like, we got to go drain the main vein. Like, Fuck <laughs> you. You're paid to play. <laughs> Throwing <laughs> bottles at him and shit. <clears throat> um, yeah, and he just witnessed. He's just standing by the bar witnessing all this shit. And it's pretty funny. People keep looking at him. and uh, one One of the bouncers, I think, says, you're going to drink something or you're going to leave, mister. Then the bartender comes over. I'll have a coffee. Black. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. He just kind of goes there to look at it, I think, for the first night. Yeah. Just kind of just take a look at it. Just look at it. And uh, he's like, well, fuck, this is a lot more work than I thought. Um, I don't even think he goes and talks to the Frank guy that night, does he? Does he just leave? What does he? sure. I think he does see him on the stairs, like by his office, and I think he asked him into the room, but I don't think there's a scene that happens. I think he like walks up and then enters, and then we just cut somewhere else in the bar, from what I remember. What I love is <clears throat> Patrick Swayze's always wearing either nut-hugging tiny jeans or <clears throat> pleated silky-ass slacks. Yeah. Where the pleat looks like a dress on the top. It's so pleated and weird. <laughs> Silky. And I was like, oh my God. Pulled so high how they do in the 80s. Yeah. Like, Jesus. It's like the talking heads. Like this fashion suit. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny, skin tight, you know, t shirt with a puffy ass, pleated, hippie, hippie as in make your hips look big, pants. Mm. I was like, oh my Lord, dude. Um, uh, 
So then uh, I believe Dalton meets uh, Brad Wesley uh, just in passing or something. Yeah, he goes to uh, he goes to rent the house out from uh, I think his name is Emmett, the old farmer guy, and then yeah. like he opens up the window. Oh yeah, the like, helicopter flies over, and Emmett's like, "Oh God damn it! I swear yeah. he does this on purpose. Scared up my horse." <laughs> shitty ass fucking farm, yeah. right across the from the mansion. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so he he knows who Brad Wesley is, who like runs the town. Who's like some I forget what he did to be to make the town what it was, but he's some kind of mogul and he's involved in all the businesses now and very corrupt, like having them pay him a tax. Even he made it all legal by setting up some fun, uh, betterment of uh Jasper fund and they all, all the businesses have to be a part of it. It's just a way for him to uh, extort them. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, was it the first night or the second night he gets stabbed and has to go to the hospital? Does he get in a fight in the first night there when he's just watching? Does he help at all? I think he does. I can't remember. It's either the first or the second one. Um, I think it's, so I think the first time he gets involved was when – I think it's after he does his speech, which is – I thought that scene was kind of fun. He's like, these are the three rules, you know, be yeah. nice and all that. Um but I think the first time he gets involved is the second night or whatever night is after that speech. It's his first night working, room. yeah. Um, with a uh, woman's on the table dancing and he kind of signals to his buddy like, hey, take care of it. And he can't because the guy pulls a knife and shit. <clears throat> um, but I think that's when he gets involved. People yeah, like, the slightest the slightest little uh, confrontation and people pull out fucking uh, like Michael Myers knives, dude. Mm-hmm. Or like Rambo knives, a serrated edge. <laughs> It's fucking seven inches long. What the fuck do you say? I'm not done drinking, pal. <laughs> I think you need to slow down, sir. I'll fucking <laughs> yeah, stab right. you in your fucking face, buddy. <laughs> you ever talk to me like that again? <laughs> oh, my Lord. And so, yeah, that first night he's just watching. And then he, it's kind of like, you ever seen that show Bar Rescue? I love that show. Uh-uh. You go no, in I know what it do, is, but I've never seen it. You, you do surveillance the first night, and then you come in with the plan and what's going wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like that, and he comes in. He's like, "Well, uh, you, you're fired." What? Yeah, we serve booze, not drugs. Get out of here. Anybody else dealing? <laughs> and he just asks. He's like, "Well, we just saw you fire her for it. I'm not yeah. gonna do that yet." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm dealing too. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> just, everybody but like two people get up and walk out. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else dealing? <clears throat> but uh. He fired her. Who else did he fire on that the, first the night? The big did... fucking burly dude. Uh, oh, yeah, the bouncer. Yeah, the bouncer. Because he's, like, fucking going around. Because, yeah, because he was the asshole to him. Is like, I think he told him, he'd buy a drink or you're leaving, buddy. Mm-hmm. He's like, you, you're fired. What f- why? The job. You don't got the temperament for it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Some shit like that. Uh, uh. <clears throat> yeah, that, that whole scene I really like where... Be nice if someone pulls an iPhone or whatever. Be nice. Someone calls you a fucking cocksucker. You be nice. Yeah. Cocksucker is just two. What do you say? Oh yeah, verbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said verbs. How is cock a verb? It's <laughs> just two <laughs> verbs put together. Cock is something you do. It's a verb. Uh, two verbs put together to elicit a response. Mm-hmm. We will not give them that response. 
And then, what if someone calls your mother a whore? Well, is she? Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> mm. uh, so that first night, there's a little squabble. Um, it's the uh, the the henchman of um, that what's that guy's name? Fuck that guy. Oh, the Brad, main guy, Brad Wesley. Brad yeah, Wesley. Brad Wesley. Yeah. <clears throat> henchman of Brad Wesley. What a stupid name. Name's Brad Wesley. <laughs> <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, he gets stabbed a little bit, and he has to go get some stitches, and then he whoops all their asses, of course. Is that the fight where he fires the the bartender and they come back in the office? Is that where he gets stabbed? I forget. No. <clears throat> I don't think so. I think he gets stabbed just that first night. Hmm. But... Because the bartender hadn't come back yet. So I think he fires him at the end of the night. I don't know. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Getting confused. They all kind of, yeah, all these fights kind of mill together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he goes to get these stitches from who was it? Elizabeth Clay. Doc. Doc, yeah. Even on IMDb, I'm looking at it, it just says Doc. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's a doctor, a lady doctor. Mm-hmm. So this movie isn't that sexist after all. <laughs> it's got the lady doctor. <laughs> the the of course the one girl who doesn't show her tits. Oh wait, yes she does. Yes, she does. Damn yes, it. Does. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> I tried to help you out Roadhouse, but you're just you giving me nothing here. You're giving me nothing, man. <laughs> giving me nothing. <laughs> I thought for sure. Well, the scientist can't show her tits. Oh, yes she can. God damn, she can. <laughs> no tits are safe in Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so he's getting mended up by her, and it's just real quick. All of a, all of a sudden, the sexual tension between them for no fucking reason at all. Yeah. Like you, Dalton. Like she knows who he is. Oh, I've heard of you. <laughs> I thought you'd be most bigger. Yeah. Famous cooler in town. Well, <laughs> oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah. And then he carries his medical records with him. <laughs> just plops yeah. them on the desk, and it's all thick as fuck. And she's like, "This is some crazy shit." Like two tours and damn. <laughs> I just put that in my medical records to look cool because it really had nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh man! Along with your what is it like twenty three broken bones, nine yeah. puncture wounds, and uh, yeah, it's like one of those diagrams of a of a body, and there's all these. <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the time I was murdered. <laughs> you were murdered, yeah, back in 1982. <laughs> didn't stick though. <laughs> didn't stick. <laughs> didn't stick though. Because <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. Because like, why do you keep doing this? Well. Oh yeah, and she's like, "You ever lost?" Nope. I don't know why, but I never do. I never do, and I never will. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no one wins in a fight or some. Yeah, yeah. And she's thing, like, yeah. I feel like she likes him because she, he said that. But uh, what did he else did he say? Like, I'm yeah. I usually end up winning because there's people who go around looking for trouble, and there's people who stay ready for it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. ooh, you no, know, this hair is feathered, man. He ain't stopping me. <laughs> yeah, so they get this interaction. He's like. You should come by for a coffee or something at the at the bar. At the bar? Yeah, they got great coffee. <laughs> the double deuce. <laughs> but uh, 
it's weird because like he's always drinking coffee and he invites her to coffee, but then once his met his uh mentor comes in, he's like drinking, drinking beer, yeah, yeah, yeah grab me a beer, man. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought he was like uh, <clears throat> so good at his job he could never drink, you know, because that could alter his. I have to stay prepared. Yeah, but uh, that gets us to there. Um, I think he may he makes a call to his mentor Wade Garrett, the number one. He's getting old, yeah, but he's the best, mm-hmm. the best bouncer in the business, known from you know Tallahassee to Timbuktu. <laughs> <laughs> you go to China, and you say Wade Garrett. They're oh yes. Uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, yeah. Yeah, so apparently <clears throat> in 1989, Sam Elliott was old. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's pretty crazy. It's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a corpse now. He's getting more gristled every year until he's yeah. slowly becoming just a, a brick with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> he played a good mentor, though. I, I like Sam Elliott in this movie. Yeah, he's ridiculous it, as everything. For some is, reason, but... he's he's like Mexican or something. Hey, Mijo, <laughs> he's, he's always like fucking what the fuck, Mijo? Are you Mexican? I might be. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always just using little, little, you know, Mexican uncle isms or Mijo. That's something like the your Mexican grandpa says. I don't know. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> <clears throat> He gives him a call. You think he's gonna call and ask for uh, ask him for help, but he doesn't ever. It's just a weird call. Yeah, right? he asks like, him hey. if he hears of uh, what's the state? Yeah, Brad Weasley heard, or whatever. We've heard of Brad Wesley. Yeah. yeah, Wesley. Wesley. Can't say I have. Should I have? <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. It's like no, you know, same same old story, different town, and all this bullshit. Okay, well. I'll talk to you. you have, <laughs> take, <laughs> take care of yourself. Like the no, there was no point to the conversation. You yeah. think the point is going to be, hey man, I could use some a hand in this town. Nope. But the guy like sensed he can he needed help through the phone through the code words. I mean, Will. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he say something about uh, coming to Jasper though? No. He says something like, oh, I figured I'd come and check in on you or something like that. Something along those lines. <clears throat> yeah, because he, oh yeah, because he, he knew what town he's in, but he, but Swayze never asked him to come. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, so now we got Wade Garrett with him and, uh, that's some pretty funny stuff with him and they're drinking and uh, I think he helps with a fight when he first gets there. Hell yeah, man. That's what I needed. <laughs> and, uh, they go out. Like Doc has come and visited him at the bar before, and now they're, uh, now they're lovers or something. The second night, I remember that first date when she comes back and drops him off, and uh, there's like a stop sign through his fucking oh, car yeah. window, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's like, he's like, that's why I don't drive the Mercedes, yeah. and uh, she lets him out, and it's just this goofy. Scene where he pulls it out before she leaves. The stop sign is like kind of leaning on it. (laughs) (laughs) Waves goodbye, holding the stop sign. It's so Uh, funny. Very weird, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's how we get to know like that other character that has the auto shop. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his name, but he ends up being Doc's uncle because he sees her photo in his shop. And 
I always thought there was this too weird of a connection there. He's like really heartbroken that his shop is getting like raided and busted up. And he's only met this guy once. He met him once and bought a windshield from him. And he's like, yeah. fucking, he, now he has this connection to him. And he feels like he's a father figure to yeah. him. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Why does he care so much? <laughs> to be fair, their first interaction is pretty fucking great. Where the, he's talking about, oh, I, I married a wife uglier than I was. And then what happened? Oh, we got divorced. She married someone uglier than she was. <laughs> the whole interaction was pretty funny. <clears throat> I bought a windshield from him. Ain't no one going to step foot in that yeah. shop, but <laughs> looking for trouble. All right. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's like, I work at the double deuce. Well, you want to start a tab? <laughs> he's like, no, I'll pay cash as I go. <laughs> um, yeah, but I brought me to that one scene. I thought it was funny. Wade Garrett goes out with him and his, you know, then kind of girlfriend, Elizabeth, and the whole time is like him interacting with Elizabeth and like dancing with her. And Patrick Swayze is kind of like the third wheel here. I'll let you date her one night and you see how you like her. See, see if we can all be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then like she says something to, to Wade, to Sam Elliott, like, is this the part where you tell me your friend's a good guy? He's not a good guy. This is the part where I tell you, I think I'd like to have you for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. And he's all grinding and dancing. Yeah. And then, and then uh and then Patrick Swayze pipes up and yells over like everything he's saying a lie. And then he looks at her, or is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then he like cradles her cheek in the back of her neck as he's like looking oh, at her. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's fucking weird, bro. <laughs> And I thought it was funny, like the the sex scene they have in the barn was pretty funny. Like a kind of like a fully clothed sex scene. It's just kind of awkward. And I was like, what's this weird? For as amount of nudity that's been in this thing, this is a weird cho stylistic choice to have this yeah. fully clothed sex scene. <laughs> then they go to bed and she wakes up alone and he's like, always out on the fucking roof opening windows and going on roofs and he's out on the roof sitting there naked and you see his ass is smoking this he smokes a lot of cigarettes in this mm -hmm. he's smoking a cigarette and uh she goes out there and joins him and then they end up uh humping on the roof <laughs> <laughs> out in the middle of you and brad wesley's out there just <laughs> looking at him <laughs> watching <laughs> and i think it was established that like uh brad wesley liked her or i, I don't know they kind of implied that he was the ex-husband i felt mm. she talks about a husband that she had that she had to leave i don't know if it was him did you get that that vibe that he was the ex-husband that yeah, could be i i always took it as like he was like infatuated with her and she wanted nothing to do with him and like he, she was the object he couldn't couldn't get but yeah i mean it, it would make sense if they were exes yeah, I felt like that was the insinuation, but they never flat out said it. Um, so yeah, he's pissed about that because they apparently he really likes her, or was her ex husband one of the two? Either way, he's got this fondness for her that she doesn't uh, feel for him. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the point where he starts ramping it up, bro. He's just ramping it up. I mean, they've they've by this time they've remodeled the double deuce. Now it's got neon stuff inside. Nice, they have uniforms yeah. like Target. They got khakis and like a red polo. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny that like, he doesn't wear the uniform. 
he has something similar but cool. Like he comes in with a pleated khakis and a silky red button-up shirt instead of just the polo with the double deuce logo on it. It's mm-hmm. like, what? He's got the nice <laughs> version, <laughs> the Swayze version. Yeah, I'm not wearing that polo. Um, yeah, and he ramps it up. He burns down the uh, fucking the auto part store. The auto part store, yeah. And uh, the other town businessman that owns the car dealership is like, well, we got to turn against him, man. This is ridiculous. Don't you have insurance, though? And uh, that gets back to Brad that this guy would dare question what he does in the town. And he goes and fucks up the car dealership, too, with this guy. One of his henchmen drives a uh, <laughs> monster truck as his day to day driver. Yeah. Like you see him, you see him like pull up at the house with the other henchmen. Those henchmen are like in a like a black Mercedes sedan, and he comes in a Bigfoot monster truck, which is just his, <laughs> his normal car. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> just normal car. Oh my god, so He's good. Like driving down the road, taking up all the lanes. Oh yeah, that was another <laughs> funny scene to show how Brad Wesley just like doesn't care about anything when Patrick Swayze's driving. Remember, and he like yes. he's like looking up. And he's like, what the fuck? And Brad like, enjoying life, driving in both lanes and swerving, and he just doesn't care. Patrick, I said, Jesus Christ! He looks hello, neighbor. I drive where I wish. You're lucky I'm even in the road. So good. Uh, so yeah, the guy with the monster truck is like, heard you were talking shit. Well, I'm gonna show you what I I run this town, and gets in. The other guy gets in his a uh, monster truck and just rams through the fucking window, yeah. and then all these cars are parked in there, and he crushes them. Oh, my dealership. I found it weird that there was a crowd cheering. I was like, why is there a crowd to begin with? And why are they cheering? I thought it was like a show, man. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think at that time, right, they've burned down the building, the auto parts store. They've crushed the um, car lot. Yeah, and the martial arts in this is really weird. It's just like it just—he's always doing this, practicing this weird stuff. Patrick Swayze never quite tell you, but they do say Brad uh, at one point said, "I know your history. You killed a man in Mississippi." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> you said it was self-defense, but we both know uh, when that 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 wasn't the case. <laughs> and. uh Finally, what was it that what come what came first? Them burning his house or them getting to Wade? Um, uh, the house burning first because Wade was a retaliation for. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy. <clears throat> so they burn. They didn't burn down his house though. Like they could have burned down Swayze's house, which was in the barn on the top, and killed him. Been mm-hmm. done with all of this, but no, they burned down the <laughs> the proprietor of the property's house. <laughs> yeah, and he's got he's got to run in there, kick the door, ugh, pull him out, 
and then he sees that guy Jimmy Reno <laughs> pulling off, and this guy's got like a fucking tooth on a little lanyard. He just fucking buttons always down to the fourth button and shit. Hair all fucking feathered and graying. He's just. I a, love it. I love it too because they're all on the ground and they're, and they're like, "Emmett, are you all right?" And he's like, "I'll be okay if you get off me." And then it cuts to that guy. What's his name? I already forgot. The Jimmy the, Reno. Jimmy. And they cut to Jimmy on a bike on a motorcycle, and he's just like. Fuck yo house ring <laughs> goes off. Oh my god, it's so good. He goes off on his little fucking Suzuki Enduro one twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> And then fucking Patrick <laughs> sprints across the fucking. You know, at first, I saw that and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna fucking run and Spartan kick his ass off." Yeah, I thought of that I was bike. gonna kick him off too. Yeah. <laughs> no, he tackles him off. I was like, "Fuck!" Uh, Spartan kicked his ass. And then they're on like a kicks him off, and they happen to land on a sandy little shore of the lake. And it's of course there's water glistening off the or there's light glistening off the water. There's sand, a couple of trees. It just looks perfect for a fight. Yeah. It's like fucking, you know, it's like the it's like a beach fight in Mortal Kombat or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they fight and they're going. Oh, I want to mention earlier. I remember this one part about Jimmy Reno that I just thought it was fucking hilarious. He looks at the fat ass bouncer who still works at the Double Deuce and he's. Just eyes him down, goes and grabs a pool cue, <laughs> steps in the middle of the dance floor, and he's kind of, <laughs> and he's like doing this fucking Donatello shit. Yeah, just showing how good he is with a <laughs> with a pool cue, <laughs> and beats uh... a couple people's asses with it. That was fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> like, well, there's no bow staffs here, but this will do. <laughs> He's just, like, just like, God damn, he's Donatello now? Yeah. Uh, anyways, he's fighting uh, Dalton. And it's just a, it's a, a bunch of just, <sighs> they're, just yeah. they're, they're, they're matching each other. Power for power. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks me in the leg, I kick him in the leg. I get kicked in the stomach, he gets kicked in the stomach. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> just back and forth. Because they're both good. And then, uh, what did he say? He's like, man, I thought you were good. And I can't remember what Dalton says. Uh, something about, I am good. And what did he do? Oh, he set up some kind of little trickery. He's like losing. And there's a tree that branches out, and he's in front of it. And then he dodges, and his foot gets stuck in the tree. And then he grabs the leg. and. They've got one of the best uh, lines of the movie. uh, They're like in a lock, and he's like, I used to fuck guys like you. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) This fight got layered, man. This fight. Time out. out. What? (laughs) He's not just fighting for pride, man. I want you, boy. (laughs) I always get what I want. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, he said that. That came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> he used to fuck guys like you in prison. First of all, we never established you were in prison. Oh, my God. <laughs> Second of all, I just looked at Jesse. It's like, what did that have to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Just so you know. All right. So this fight, 
don't mean much to me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that that was so funny, dude. <laughs> that, was just... that was just fucking out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> it was man. Swayze. He was like, <laughs> 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 stop fighting me, man. Hey, calm down, man. Hey. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is, hey. This ain't a gay thing, man. I can't fight you. <laughs> okay? This is a hate crime. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but he's, under, he's, been, he's been womanizing the whole movie. <laughs> and so it's a very odd thing to say to someone that you, I don't think, have any desire to fuck. <laughs> You're just, you know what I mean? <laughs> so oh that information God. doesn't seem relevant. It was so funny, though. I couldn't, couldn't believe it, dude. And he yells it with such fire. And, yeah, you know, it's like an just, intimidation line, but it's not intimidating. Like, what? He, he means that so hard when he said it. I think that guy dude, oh did my it. God. I'm sure he only did one take of that. He said, that's the line. Hell yeah. I'm going to deliver that. Oh, man. Yeah, it was good. And then he's like, uh, so it's, He's, oh yeah, he finally he's, he's losing the fight a little bit, Jimmy, and so he pulls. Everyone's got a little fucking little snub nose derringer, little yeah, <laughs> a little fucking you can stick under your balls or something in these pants. Ugh! A little <laughs> tiny, little tiny gun, and he's a like, fuck this. I'm gonna end this, man. And uh, it's kind of a flashback to what uh, Wade Garrett was telling him. He's like, you got to quit carrying that death with you when he killed that guy. Yeah. Leave that shit in Mississippi, man. He he had a gun. There's only one, two things you could do. You either kill him or you die yourself. Or you chose. And so he pulls out the gun. It was kind of that moment. And he whoa, high kicks the little, <laughs> <laughs> little Derringer. <laughs> and then he uh, fucking monkey steals the peach. Fucking goes in his throat and yeah. <laughs> rips his throat out. <laughs> oh, my throat! <laughs> Falls face first in the water. And Doc uh, Elizabeth sees this and she's just horrified, you know, because she's a doctor, dude. She she's she, she's kind of turned on by him winning fights and stuff, but she ain't down with the, the death, you know. Yeah. She just looks at him like he's a terrible monster. And he's just kind of like looking at his bloody, what have I done? <laughs> Not <laughs> <kinda> again. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, she goes over, I think pulls his body out of the water and checks his pulse. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's dead. It's just, and then she says something like, I never want to see you again or something like that and leaves. And uh, he yells across the pond to to what's his name Wesley. Brad, who's always outside he's just watching this across the lake <laughs> <laughs> and he's like Brad I say Wesley yes <laughs> <laughs> this is for you <laughs> throws the body like gets in the water and throws the body <laughs> and then it shows the other shore and the body like comes up yeah skips the body across the lake like a fucking rock. <laughs> they should have done that. Like, <laughs> skip, the, skip the body. Oh, God. And he's pissed. So he uh, sends someone to kill Wade Garrett. And Wade gets... he First comes the bar all fucked up. And he's like, oh, shit, what happened? I'm going to 
go get him. Like, sounds good, uh, mijo. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you you have a beer and stay here. It's just exactly what I needed. I'm bleeding a lot. <laughs> Need a blood thinner. Give me some beer. <laughs> uh, so he leaves him there, and he goes and I can't remember who he goes and fights on that. I think he just goes try journey. tries to protect Doc at the hospital. He's like, "Where's Doc?" Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, tries tries to get her to go. I mean, I'm yeah. not going anywhere with you. You're going with me now. I'm kind of manhandling her. Yeah. She's like, "You're a fucking killer," <laughs> or something like that. And I think, yeah, she doesn't end up going. But uh, then he comes back to the bar, and like uh, Wade's on the bar laying down. He's like, "I said one beer, damn it! Come on, senor." And rolls him over, and he's got a knife in his like chest area, and it has a note on it. What did the fucking note say? Uh, it was tails because they have a phone call about heads or tails. Pick one, and I'll murder. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the Joker, Harvey Dent, or or Rachel yeah. situation. Yeah. Those <clears throat> tails. And then, uh, yeah, then he goes to his house and goes on a killing spree, dude. Goes to the mansion. Fucking rips out every motherfucker's throat that's there, bro. <laughs> Just ripping throats like he's going out of style. But he goes there and they all have guns now because finally they realize hey, maybe we should just have some guns. <laughs> you know? They all got like a sh- shotgun and shit. Yeah. And then he's come barreling in in his Mercedes and just bouncing and hitting the fence and oh shit! <laughs> and they have to run. <laughs> and it. I love uh, I love before crashes. it starts too. There's like a wide shot and it shows all the goons sitting around the car and they're just like, quick like and then she pulled her tits out and I was like ah woo and then it was just like this random like little weird dialogue before he shows up. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and then he comes crashing in and they kind of get around the car and realize it's just that knife pinned the the gas pedal to the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then uh, I think he comes around the corner, steals his neck or something. He's just stealing necks and taking names. Uh, oh yeah, that was the funny. Part. Like they, they, they show the knife on the car, and then I think one of them's like, "All right, let's split it. Let's go find him." And then it cuts to like the guy with the shotgun, kind of going through the house. And he yeah. keeps going to rooms and seeing his compadres on the floor, just all. And he's like, "Oh god damn it!" <laughs> he goes to the next room and sees another. Oh shit. It's funny they're all like spraying yeah. out on the ground. You actually don't see him fight anybody. You just see like the aftermath. <clears throat> yeah, human's eyes. It was pretty funny. And I thought it was funny that that guy. First of all, he keeps he keeps switching hands of the shotgun. Mm-hmm. It could be like this, and then he'll... it's like you're you're gonna be shooting with one hand. You're not swapping your grip. And then I thought it was strange that he never held the shotgun up to his shoulder and like peered around. Walls. He just kind of had it down. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to <laughs> it's see like, how just like posturing of weapons through movies have changed. Because like the '80s, I noticed that too. Not that particularly, but the whole like I'm going to hold it like this as I into a room and then huh, and then drop it down. Whereas like I think nowadays in movies, people just always have it ready to go as they walk in rooms. But in the '80s, it's like you have to hold it like yeah. this and then jump into a room. I was like, it's a terrible clearing tactic. <laughs> you know. You know? <laughs> Like you jump in, oh shit! <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a good way to lose a neck, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then like one of the guys, a fat guy who's he's kind of like the bumbling fat henchman who you kind of feel bad for throughout the movie, right? Yeah. He 
doesn't get killed. He kind of spares him, I guess. I, you know, I didn't think he spared him at the time, but you find out later. So he just, he's like, oh, I hate this room. He goes into the Ace Ventura lovely room of death, which has got all the animal uh, mm-hmm. taxidermy heads. He's like, oh. And almost as if Patrick Swayze knew that, he plays on his sphere. <laughs> <laughs> and just starts pushing a polar bear towards him. He's like, no! It's like, what do you think? The polar bear came alive or something? Yeah, ah! Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and he pushes the polar bear over on him. He said, chill. <laughs> something like that. Cool off. Oh, my God. That was so uh, awesome. Yeah. And then he finally gets to Brad. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to fight you, Jay or Dalton. I thought it would be fun. You don't get the sense that this guy can fight, really, throughout the movie. He always uses henchmen. Um, <clears throat> and now, all of a sudden, he, oh, I, I wanted to fight the best fighter. <laughs> he's like, okay. Doesn't sound a good idea, bro. And he's like, come on. You didn't have to do all this. Sure, I killed garrett but you, come on you killed jimmy i had to <laughs> it was fair eye for an eye and uh but now you damn killed all my boys <laughs> now you're gonna have to die and i think he says something about killing the girl too um but yeah they're fighting and it's a ridiculous 80s fight uh it's not very memorable i can't really remember any of it yeah uh couple kicks and some weird shit um and then does he he pulls out a gun too like everybody right i think so yeah he eventually i think uh dalton kind of finally gets the upper hand and then uh yeah wesley pulls out a gun and i think doc comes in at some point on the like overhang um starts screaming dalton yeah and he kicks the gun out of his hand and then um, Dalton's kind of kind of like walk away because he sees Doc's there and he doesn't want to do that again. He wants to uh, not kill. Right? Kill yeah, him. he's got him like dead to rights, but he has the he's, fucking. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's got the he's got the bear claw peach yeah. stealer ready to ready to roll, man. He's holding <laughs> it back. He sees he sees her and he has to stop the urge to murder again and that's he how you does. pull his fucking neck out become the last dragon baby get that glow <laughs> damn and then he he does it he stops and then he's starting to walk away and the guy gets the gun brad gets the gun and uh you know you idiot and he aims it at him and then right before he shoots him boom, you know the shotgun blast and he there's a blood stain on his stomach, and then it pans out, and it's the uh, who's the guy that shot him? I think it's the it auto the... parts guy. That's the first one, I think. It has to be because the it? uncle is the more important one of all of them. Yeah, it's it's him. And then he gets shot by the double deuce owner, mm-hmm. and then he gets shot by the fucking um, car dealership guy and they all have shotguns and then i think one more person even shoots him it was the farmer guy who rented out the room oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he's like, ah, da. And then the last <laughs> one he knocks him off his feet of course and, ah, into the glass table would have been then, badass if they robocopped him just <laughs> like all four of them just like ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's our town. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so one of them collects the guns. It's the double deuce owner, isn't it? Here, give me all your shotguns. Takes all the shotguns to hide the evidence and shit. Mm-hmm. And then the cops come in. Oh, my God. <laughs> all these dead bodies. What happened here? And then one by one, all the town's uh, business owners. I didn't see anything. Did you see anything? <laughs> nope. I didn't see anything. Did you? Mm. I didn't see anything as well. <laughs> one of you fuckers saw something, okay? <laughs> You're all going to jail for murder. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> finally has the bumbling chubby guy who kind of steps into the room when the cop is questioning people. Apparently he lived from the polar bear falling on him. And they, they all kind of just eye him up like, you're going to fucking say you didn't see anything or we're going to fucking kill you. We're going to fucking murder you next, bro. We've already proved we got a taste for blood. <laughs> and so he, you can feel that tension and he can feel it. And then the cop asks, well, what about you? And he says, uh, uh, polar bear, a polar bear fell on me. <laughs> and then... The, 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 the guy's like laughing, can hardly hold back a smile. And then, uh, <clears throat> I think that was about it. Wasn't what was the end scene? Was it them in the deuce? Okay, yeah. Remember. The the I know the last shot for sure is the band playing as the credits roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, and then he's I don't know if there's like a scene a, in there, but you gotta sing to the whole damn credits. Movie's done. Yeah. Credits, that's it. That's Roadhouse. Fuck, that's not what I was expecting. But I've I've really never seen any like Swayze movies. So I except like Ghost. I love Ghost. So it kind of makes me want to go watch some of these other ones. Jesse was saying I need to see Dirty Dancing. That it's good. Mm, I haven't seen that either. <clears throat> she was saying we should do that if we haven't seen it. And I was like, because I was telling her, I thought this is the movie that had that no one puts baby in a corner. She's like, that's Dirty Dancing. And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> this seemed more appropriate for this movie. This is about bouncers and, you know, it seemed like someone's uh, getting run, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, I want to see like Point Break and all this shit now. Oh, Point Break's awesome. That's a great movie. I bet, I bet it is. Uh, Yeah, so for this movie, though, I was pretty disappointed. I mean, even for an 80s flick like this, kind of rough and rowdy, it's, it didn't really hit it for me. Um, it, it was kind of fun, kind of cheesy, but overall, I just feel like the the highs weren't very high, and I wasn't uh, excited through the movie. Um I don't know. Maybe I just came to Roadhouse too late. But uh, for me, I think it's like a six point two. Yeah. You know, I'll admit, man. I think like the first twenty minutes, maybe even the first thirty minutes, are fucking awesome. I mean, it's silly and stupid, but like, I was like, oh, this is actually I'm enjoying all of the bar rescue type stuff, right? And then it just gets bogged down on the fucking Weasley guy and the auto part. He's got to save the town. And then the love, I was just like, I don't know. I feel like the movie just kind of pivots into something that I wasn't really expecting. I was like, oh, I like the bar stuff. I want to see him fix this fucking bar, which I guess he does. But it happens so fast that, you know, the plot just kind of changes or evolves rather. Um, So I'm kind of with you. 
I mean, it's a guilty pleasure movie. It's fucking ridiculous. The acting is cheesy. Uh, the lines are cheesy. Um, the fight scenes aren't really that good. Although I think the fight with Jimmy is is at least you know somewhat entertaining. Or the fight with Jimmy and Wade on the dance floor was pretty good. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's just a lot of these fight scenes are just done in close-ups um, and reactions versus like keeping it in a wide so you can see the um, choreography. Yeah. Um, like a Jackie Chan movie or a Bruce Lee movie where most of those movies are shot wide so you can see what Jackie and, and Bruce Lee are doing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, overall... This movie's way too long, which is weird because it's only two hours, but it felt longer <laughs> than that. I feel like they could have shaved off like a solid 20 minutes and it probably would have been stronger. Um, yeah, I'm like, I don't know, like 6.7. You know, I think, I don't think it's like great. I don't even know if, I mean, I'd probably watch this maybe like on a fucking Saturday afternoon. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't as good as I was hoping it to be. And like looking into it, apparently it was like a box office <laughs> flop, which I, I think you even said in the beginning, it only made what 60 million off of uh 15. Yeah, um, that seems pretty good though. I guess that's off not of too 15. Bad. But um, I guess it was like critically panned, like no one it didn't get good reviews, and it kind of just became mm. a cult classic. Probably when it came to VHS, which a lot of those movies in the 80s kind of became cult after the VHSs came out. Um, I do want to see what they're going to do with the new one with Hall. Apparently, he's a UFC fighter, so I'm wondering if like he kills yeah. somebody in the ring and then he gets hired to be a bouncer. I'm assuming that's the plot they're going with, but I guess we'll find out. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with the with the remake with uh, Hall. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. six point seven. Six point seven. Six point. I think I said two, not two, three. Yeah. I was torn between about two. Seems fair. Six point two. Six point seven. So. Eh, I don't know. Apparently, someone did put Baby in a corner. <laughs> Different movie. Yeah. Same corner. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, this ain't no ghost, baby. I loved Ghost, man. Them ghost effects, and the, 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 I love that shit, man. And him training to fucking touch shit. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, uh, I was looking through the IMDb trivia, and after this movie came out, uh, I think he got injured, his knee or something, or his leg, and he was supposed to go do Tango and Cash, and then there's another action movie I couldn't, I can't remember, but definitely Tango and Cash, and he turned them down because he wanted to do something like mellow. He wouldn't want to do anything like that could hurt him anymore, and he chose Ghost, and uh, I guess it was a good decision because that movie was a good, and b made a shit ton of money and became very popular. Yeah. But he would have been pretty sick in Tango and Cash. Yeah, he would have been pretty like, good. Like he would have been with Stallone, I assume. Yeah, I think it would have been just Stallone and, and Swayze. Yeah, but Tango and Cash is kind of a cult classic. It's not it wouldn't have helped his career much. Yeah, but I think he, I think he would have been good. He's just a perfect stand-in for Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same kind of look. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, six point two, six point seven. Roadhouse. What y'all think? Y'all enjoy it? Um, did you steal someone's neck out in Mississippi and? What happened? Yeah, Anyways. I feel like we're going to get a lot of hate for this one. I feel like this is a movie that people like really, really love. So, I don't know. When you watch it in, in 2023, I don't know. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. I watched it with an open mind. I was ready to yeah. like it. Uh, I don't think sixes are terrible scores. Yeah. You know, it's still above. It's passing. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a fucking D. <laughs> so, <laughs> it ain't an F. We've had some Fs on here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, 
please like and subscribe. Check us out on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, always here on YouTube. And uh, we appreciate having you. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday. And uh, so until the next V's, we say peace. Peace.